Welcome back to Building Billions. Today, I want to take you behind the scenes of a conversation that I had with my friend and total badass, Layla Hormozzi. We sat down for lunch when I was in Las Vegas last week for GrowthCon just to catch up and, you know, talk about things. And I'm excited to have her on the podcast, but I couldn't help but share this conversation because what we were talking about is the women that we know who have the belief that they need a man in order to have access to wealth and create a lifestyle for themselves. But that same belief serves them because they don't have to work but it also is the belief that keeps them insecure and keeps them like really doubting themselves and not creating confidence. And so this, this idea of what are the beliefs that you hold on to that, yes, they serve you because you're, you're getting something from that belief, but it's also holding you back. And so I want to just dive deeper into specifically this example with women and, um, again, this is not all women, but we were talking about very specific women who do use men to find financial fulfillment. And just like walking through the logic, because we had this really great conversation, and I think that there are more business owners than you might think who really do struggle with beliefs about work, about their employees, about measuring things, about having success, that the belief serves them, but it also is holding them back. And if we could just unpin that belief to where they could see that it is serving them, it really is serving them, but it is holding them back, and the serving them is actually not what they're looking for, I believe that they could really change the trajectory of their business. They could change the the success that they're having. They have a greater shot of becoming successful. And if this is you and you're like, man, I've been at the same revenue for years and years, or I've been growing, but I freaking hate my team and I'm stressed out and I'm exhausted, like how can we apply this idea of, okay, what belief are you holding about your team, about the success, about what your business is doing, that in this present time moment, it's serving you, it's giving you some benefit, but it's not taking you to the next level and you can consciously decide, hey, wait a second, I do want to go to this next level, so how am I going to give up this belief that served me? So diving into this particular example of women who are dependent upon men for money. Now, I pushed back on Layla when we first started talking about this because I was like, there's no way that this belief, meaning the belief that I need a man in order to have access to wealth, there's no way that it serves somebody. Like, what do you mean it serves them? And she said, well, think about it. If I'm going to marry somebody for money or I'm going to date somebody for money, the servicing is the fact that I don't have to work hard. I don't have to wake up, bust my ass all day in order to create something because I already have access to this money. And 
It would allow me to go shopping. It would allow me to go on vacations. It would allow me to have all of these freedoms with my time that seem desirable. Now, I'm going to combat all of that in just a second. However, that belief is serving them from the standpoint that they don't see how they could translate their hard work to being able to have those things on their own. So therefore, I'm just going to find somebody who can give me those things. And my thought process on, on my thought process on this is man, I would be paralyzed in insecurity if I chose that path. And to be honest with you, when I was 22, when I was in my early 20s, 22, 23, when I first started dating Brandon, I was so worried about what people would think about me for marrying older and marrying a guy with money because at the time I was so anti-wealth. Two months before I started dating Brandon, I sold every single nice clothing item I had in order to give cash to these homeless people that I had been working with over this summer break that I had. So like, think about that for a second. I didn't want any material possession. I just wanted to be able to help these homeless people that I had developed a relationship with because I was serving them meals on a weekly basis and they were kind and I wanted to help. So at the time I was busting my ass in college. I had a full ride academic scholarship and then comes Brandon. We decide to start dating, but I almost stopped dating him because I was like, man, people are going to think that I'm just a freaking sellout. They're going to think that I'm dating this guy for money that I'm like one of these girls who is dependent on a man for money. And to me, I couldn't fathom that somebody would actually be okay with being dependent on a man for money. I thought that women made this decision because they were also in love, not just for the purpose of having wealth, not just for the purpose of flying around and going on trips and having nice things. And so my perspective, my belief is that Women get into these relationships financially because they do love them, but it's just the world and the external labels that are put on them that causes them to be, you know, called gold diggers because that's honestly where I was coming from. Well, fast forward, and I've learned that there are many, many women who decide to marry for money or date for money. But I always was of the mindset that they were insecure about it. And if they're insecure about it, then why not just work? Like I was insecure about my relationship with Brandon. And that is one of the things that actually pushes me harder, which is I don't want to be financially dependent upon this person. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want that perception. So I'm going to outwork people. I'm going to I'm going to go harder. I'm going to go over and above in order to ensure that not only do people not think this of me, but that I don't become somebody like that because it would be really freaking easy for me to be a housewife. I don't need to work the way that I work. I don't need to do what I do every single day. I don't need to wake up at the time I wake up. I don't need to answer freaking emails. I don't need to take the phone calls. I don't need the headaches. I don't need all of the freaking responsibility. But it drives me to think that, man, a lot of things drive me. But 
I am driven by the fact that people assume this about me, therefore I have to overcome that. And so back to these beliefs, think about that. I held a belief that nobody wanted to feel insecure and therefore I've driven my actions that serve me to create my own financial wealth and now I can't see why other women wouldn't choose the same path while marrying for money. And then that's where Layla challenged me. She's like, but it serves them in the same way that your belief about the insecurity serves you to make you work harder and to put in all this energy and effort. It serves them to marry for money because they're not having to work. And then I pushed back. I was like, well, but the insecurity, I mean, could you just imagine having somebody that you're dependent on and then they leave you or they die or something bad happens. You find somebody that you have fallen in love with. She was like, well, but if all that stuff happens, if there, if there's some catastrophic issue, they're just going to find the next person that can financially take care of them. And I was just mind blown. Like I literally sat there and I think I blinked twice at her. I was like, wait, what? So what does this have to do with you and building a billion dollar empire? You might not have married for money. Maybe you did. Uh, But I am certain that you're listening to this podcast because you're looking for the tools and the resources in order to take yourself your business, your relationships to this next level. You're willing to assess, like honestly assess, where am I making the right decisions and what are the things that I'm doing that are holding me back? And so I'm curious, in the area that you're looking for improvement, in the area that you're like, man, I'm not satisfied with this thing, write down what are the beliefs that you have about that thing. So for instance, let's say you have a $8 million business and you've been stuck at $8 million for three years and you're clear that you want to create a $30 million business. What are the beliefs that you have about you running a $30 million business? Like real honest beliefs about it. Now I'm sure there's going to be a lot of positive ones, right? Because it's your target. But what are the negative beliefs that you have? And maybe those beliefs have to do with, oh, you're not going to be able to see your friends. You're not going to see your family. You're going to have to have uncomfortable conversations in your business that you don't want to have. Maybe you have to fire friends or family. Maybe you realize that the customers that you've been servicing aren't going to be able to get the same level of service if you're $30 million and you don't want to upset them. Right? All of those considerations, all of those beliefs about creating a $30 million business right now those beliefs are likely serving you because you get to spend time with the clients that you love or you get to see your family and have certain flexibility. So just by acknowledging the negative beliefs, once you've taken a minute to really like think through and, and understand what your true beliefs are about that topic, you'll find that some of them could be true, but others could entirely be false. If you have a $30 million business, you might not be able to spend time with your kids in the way that you want to right now, but you could change the nature of 
how your kids go to school. Maybe you're in a financial position all of a sudden to homeschool them. So instead of you holding on to the soccer game that you get to watch once a week right now because you have flexibility with your $8 million business, you could see your kids in the mornings, in the afternoons, in the evenings. They could come to meetings with you. You could quite literally 10x the amount of time, quality time you spend with your kids and the support that you're giving to your kids because you're in a financial position to do so when you're at $30 million. But if you're not willing to recognize the belief that you have about becoming a $30 million business owner, then you're never gonna be able to create the possibilities of how to overcome the thing that's holding you back, which is that belief or that consideration around it. Also, maybe one of the beliefs is, man, if I had to work as hard as I've worked to get an $8 million business, to get to a $30 million business, I'm gonna have to three and a half X the time that it took. If that's a real belief that you have, well, that might be the problem. Because in reality, it shouldn't actually take three and a half times the effort. I'm not saying you should be working less. I'm not, I'm not promising that there's some way to, to not have to work for a time harder. However, there could be. And if you're not even recognizing or acknowledging the beliefs that you have about the success that you want or the better relationship that you want to have with your spouse or the time you want to spend with your kids, like, again, whatever the thing is holding you back, it might not be that you want to go from eight to 30 million, although I would love that to be the thing that you're struggling with because I know this company that can help. It's called Cardo Ventures. But this isn't about Cardo Ventures necessarily. This is really about how can you challenge the beliefs that you hold that currently serve you but they're actually holding you back. And so I wanna leave you with A, writing the list, but then B, once you have all of the list of the considerations and you notice some of the negative considerations, for each one of those negative considerations, I'm gonna spend less time with my kids, I'm not gonna see my wife as much, my marriage is gonna fall apart. Whatever that is, I'm gonna be less happy with more money. I could just go on and on because I help business owners with this every single day. Once you have that list and you, you recognize the negative ones, how can you create three alternative beliefs about each of the negative ones? And we just went through a handful of those, right? So if it's about the time that you're gonna spend with your kids, if it's about your wife if it's, or your husband, if it's about uh, your health, maybe you think your health is gonna take a turn if you create a $30 million business. How can you come up with three alternative beliefs that you could actually hold that you could be open to the possibility of that undermine what the negative beliefs are. Because just by being open to the possibility that there is an alternative, man, your whole life could change. Your entire life could change if you're really willing to accept and acknowledge the, the limiting beliefs that you have and starting the process of forming and creating new ones. So do this activity I know my serious people will do this activity. I know my people who aren't serious won't do this activity. So my question for you now is, which one are you? I hope you enjoy this episode of Building Billions. If you are loving this content, I would love to know. If you go into wherever you're listening to your podcast at, hit the review button. It takes 15 seconds. It would mean the world to me to get a review. Also, if you know somebody who's struggling with beliefs that are holding them back, I would highly recommend that you share this episode with them. 
Also, you can just share it on social for everybody to see and tag me at Natalie Dawson and I will definitely reshare your post. And I am so excited to catch you on the next episode of Building Billions. Until then, be great, implement what you're learning and just go out there and kick some total ass. Thank you.